Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Welcome to FoxCast PT. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Joining us on the program, a Fox physical therapist and in the uh, Fox physical therapy residency, Dave Cavanino. Dave, welcome back to welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. How's the residency going? Year-long residency within Fox Rehabilitation. We know it's comprehensive. We talked about that before with some other people involved with the program. How's it going for you so far? The residency has been going great. Uh, at least you know for the the first seven months, we everything is uh, really valuable. All the experiences and having the mentors come out with me on the uh, on the road and putting together case studies and projects for, for the benefit of the clinicians out in the field working for Fox. It's, it's really been a great experience. Excellent. Everything's going pretty well. Sounds good. Well, part of that is in a residency, you take some pretty deep dives into the literature and what's being published about care for older adults. And we wanted to bring you on the show because you had an article you thought was worth sharing. The insight was worth sharing for other physical therapists who work with older adults. Uh, We're going to look inside something that came out in January of 2020, so January of this year, in the Journal of Neurologic Physical Therapy. The title, Outcome Evaluation of Highly Challenging Balance Training for People with Parkinson's Disease, a Multi-Center Effectiveness Implementation Study. Let's start off real easy. You know, what jumped out at you for this? Why, Why did you decide to take a look and read this? And then we'll get into the insights from the article. So the first thing that I noticed was the multi-center effectiveness implementation part of that of that very long title. You know, as, as a clinician, as a full-time clinician myself, I'm always scanning and looking for for pearls that I can can take with me directly into into my treatment. What was this article looking at? What were they trying to define uh, in the Journal of Neurologic Physical Therapy? The purpose is to, they describe it as a clinical effectiveness study rather than, I guess, a, a feasibility study or a efficacy study that you would see being very research-based and, and very much to, along the lines of, is this even possible? This, this article represents the next step, which is, can we translate the research we've already done into an effective clinical intervention? So the purpose of this study was to take uh, a program that they call the High Balance Program, that's HI Balance Program. And what it is, it's, it's a 10-week, they call it a scheme. I thought that was pretty funny. But it it outlines the, uh, to use their words, the nature and combination of balance components and dual task components to improve balance and gait in, in people with Parkinson's disease. What sort of insight did you think was worth sharing with the rest of the profession? What makes this interesting as a clinical effectiveness study is that they're taking this high balance program and, they're, and the study basically was structured so that it's dosed in a clinically appropriate way. In this case, it, they did two times a week for an hour which is very doable in our, our population. Data they collected was from different settings, you know, hospital outpatients and primary care settings, even a neurological rehab clinic, and even actually a geriatric rehab hospital. So there's all of these very uh, applicable and clinically relevant features to this study. And on top of that, what's different about this study is that Unlike a lot of the prescriptive ones we have, the, you know, the LSVTs and the Otegos where, you know, everything is laid out step by step, this is more of, a, of an outline, like, like they said, where they tell you a, what to target for that week. But as a clinician, you get to, to maintain your autonomy for choosing the interventions that you're going to use, which I thought was great. So the intervention itself, it focuses on 
four different uh, what they call balance components. They they call them stability limits, which is to improve regulation of the center of gravity in relation to the base of support. The next one is motor agility components, which is to increase coordination between upper and lower extremities during movement. Anticipatory postural adjustments, as we know, which is really important for people with Parkinson's disease. That's to increase activation of trunk muscles in reaction and anticipation for movement. And the fourth one is what they call sensory integration, which is basically gait tasks on varied surface to organize all the different types of information that will go into the into the brain that the Parkinson's may limit a person's ability to to really organize. Then they actually, on top of that, the they layer cognitive and motor dual tasking. When you look at this, all this fits on one piece of paper, but it's really interesting to see how how it all very intricately relates. It's all on one piece of paper. It sounds like a mouthful, but it's actually very very easy to, to put into practice. Which is, yeah, I was going to say, which is very good because if it's too much, then clinicians, well, they're not even going to take a look at it if it looks too busy. No, they have a very nicely outlined and structured uh, chart here where you can see exactly week one, week two. They have exercise examples if you're drawing a blank for certain categories. It's, it's user-friendly for sure. What they find <laughs> in terms of taking a look at it? What they found was very promising. They were actually able to uh, find clinically significant results. Um, using the outcome measures, they used the mini best test, they used the 10 minute meter walk test, the tug and the tug cog. They measured steps per day to see um, if physical activity level changed. Then they did self report measures such as the activities balance confidence measure, the walk 12G, which is a measure for perceived walking difficulty, and uh, something called the, the EQ 5D visual analog scale for self rated health. Spoiler alert. Really, what they found were the, the things that they directly trained were the things that got better, which you know makes sense, right? So, for example, on the mini best test, they found that anticipatory postural adjustment section and the dynamic gait section both improved uh, significantly. They also found that gait speed improved significantly and the, their ability to, patient's ability to dual task uh, cognitively improved as well. So those were, those were the three areas where they found success. Um, now, I won't get into all the details. Uh, the readers can, can do that themselves. But a lot of the statistical significances they found may not be clinically significant. But I did want to point out that this does still represent a, a win for the article uh, authors because really all they were trying to do was see, hey, if we put this into clinicians' hands and let them run with it, can it work? And, I, and the answer here I think they're showing is yes, it can. This is really designed to work with, with a specific type of patient with Parkinson's disease. They noted that the, the Honan-Yar scale uh, was used in patients with at stages two and three were included. So really what that means is if, if you're thinking about whether your patient is appropriate for this, do they have bilateral symptoms? Um, are they starting to see stiffness, slowness, tremor, and rigidity? And their balance starting to be affected? That's really where... The, the sweet spot is for this population regarding this protocol. As long as the patients are still living independently and, and doing most of their own activities for themselves, I think that this would be a great tool to, to bring in from your toolbox. So a couple of takeaways for me clinically is that this is a very easy protocol to, to work into your system. I found it. I, I used it myself for a patient, and I thought that it went spectacularly. One thing, though, is that it, it was a new way of looking for a balance for me. 
Um, you know, we all are familiar with the vestibular versus visual versus somatosensory kind of way of looking at balance. We're familiar with the ambulatory balance versus static balance and, you know, changing surfaces and changing the, the, the base of support with. That's, that's all, you know, for a Fox clinician, I think that's probably bread and butter for them. But when you really start to look at, you know, uh, challenging the limits of stability, challenging anticipatory posture and coordination, yet when you're adding dual tasking, I really think that this, this article, even if you end up, you know, just trying out a few times, there, there are so many valuable takeaways that, that can elevate the way that you look at balance, because I know it, it did for me. We'll make sure to include the link to the full downloadable article in the show notes of this episode. Dave, appreciate your time taking an inside look at uh, this article with us. Oh, my pleasure. I hope it's, hope it's helpful for you out there. Thanks for listening to FoxCast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.